Hey, 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 what's going on? What's up, y'all? Who's it going to be? Who's on the line with your boy, KT? Listen, I stole that from one of my, uh, one of the greatest radio hosts, uh, DJ Al B. Silk or whatever his name was. But I appreciate you all joining me tonight. It's Friday Night Live. This is what we do. Um, I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have tonight. I got an explosive brother. He is um, Dr. Eric Petty. He's going to come to the table and we're going to talk about some uh, relationship things regarding, uh, you know, around food uh, for the most part. Uh, but just really what we put in our bodies and how some of those things are healthy. Some of those things are uh, not so healthy. So definitely want to uh, lean into that work. For those of you who have never been at the table, uh, please know that the Brothers Brunch, man, this is this is food for thought, which is an offset of the Brothers Brunch, which is a, which is an experience for men. It's an experience that it, uh, expands one's palate, but not just around a culinary standpoint, but really just exposure in life. So realizing that some brothers aren't necessarily um, stepping outside of the, their comfort zones or or putting themselves in, in uh, places that 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 stretch them or expand them so this is an extension of that it's food for thought it's all the things that we think about or that we don't think about but i'm bringing some great people to the table so that we can really really unpack some of these things uh and some of these things are provocative some of the things some of these things are not as sexy um but these are absolutely things that we talk about at the table for the brothers brunch so welcome to food for thought i'm just kev and we're going to jump right in there. And I would like to introduce and bring in from the waiting room, my boy, Dr. Eric Petty. Can you hear us okay, brother? What's up, bro? I can hear you. Good, 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 good. All right. So I think you might have access to um, some of the comments that are uh, that might be out there. So I'll make sure. Do you do you see on your side where comments no. might flow in? No, I don't have any comments right now, but... All right, cool. So when the comments come in, you definitely will uh, probably be able to see them. So if not, then we'll All make right. some adjustments. Okay. So I want to start with the obvious question. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, so I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I primarily uh, work with senior citizens. Um, you know, I do home health primarily, but, you know, with physical therapy, you can do a, a quite a few different things. Aside from that, I, I wrote a couple books, um, teach a little bit in church, uh, very uh, into the YMCA in my area and just kind of being a servant in general. I guess that'll be the, the short answer. I like it. I like it. I like it. So listen, man, I brought you on today, uh, but before we get started, I want to talk briefly about how long we've known each other because I don't remember, but I think we've long we've known each other for quite some time. I, I'm a, I'm gonna say like five, six, gotta be something like that. Age, right? Like pre, five, pre, six no, years. Yeah, no, 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 five, six years old. My bad. Like hmm. pre K, isn't it? Bro, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think I know anybody. I've known anybody that long who's not family. I don't remember anybody from yeah, back then. Man. So yeah. we were we were in what was it a daycare? I don't remember. I, I was feel it like on it was Street? Triangle or what, what was Triangle? Was triangle like a pre K or I don't know, but I know my mom is probably tuning in and she definitely probably will. I was um, gonna say, yeah, that's 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 who you we need to ask. Yeah. ask. my mom, ask your mom, they know. I'll definitely ask mom Dukes. Uh but yeah, I've known his brother for quite some time. It's crazy because um Hold on, let me see. I don't want to get no, no feedback. It's crazy because we've uh, we've known each other for that long, 
and we ended up going to the same high school which yep. is crazy in the same yeah. class graduated together and we've just known each other ever since man so i'm happy to have yeah. you here yeah man i'm hey, i'm glad you uh asked me to be on that's cool that's what's up man so look um have you ever been in an unhealthy relationship we're just gonna jump right in there yes uh you know aside from the obvious which which is food but we'll get into that later mm -hmm. um I've, I've had some friends uh one in particular over the years where we just brought out uh what we might have thought was the best in each other but it ended up being the worst and, and you know we just had to part ways and and kind of uh take other paths but you know sometimes it's not the people or it's not the things it's, it's just the clash it's the relationship when it clashes it just doesn't uh do the best for you so yes nice nice i definitely can relate good brother man i've been in some unhealthy relationships but for some reason there were there was a time in the relationship that i felt like it was cool yes I felt like it was good and i made a lot of excuses to just be okay with it because yeah. it was I had had such a long relationship. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I had put my time in, so I wanted to get a return on my investment that made any and, sense. And, and and then but so as, as we change, you know, as we mature and as we grow, it's like, okay, this don't work no more. Because the, the relationship I'm talking about stopped right as I got married and like went into family man. It was like, nah, I can't do this no more. Interesting, so, interesting, interesting. So let's talk about food and let's talk about this relationship that we have uh -huh. with food. But um, before we do that, you're a doctor in physical therapy, right? Uh -huh. So I want you to just tell the folks about like that. But in particular, here's the question that's on the screen. I want to know, is that what really piqued your curiosity in terms of, you know, living your life so that other people can be conscious about healthy living like is that is, was it before you became a doctor or is it the reason you became a doctor so no definitely after so like like god god has you know really worked in my life in the last you know all my life obviously but in the last 10 years i've been working with primarily seniors um so i wasn't really like food guy now i was a personal trainer going through uh college and physical therapy school and all that stuff so i had the nutrition thing but it wasn't it wasn't with the perspective that i have now so i would say the biggest thing that made me see this is because i get to see people on their last days and when you wow. start to see the end of the story and then you start to kind of uh you know work backwards it it shows you how big of a deal food is and it's probably the biggest deal um so i think that's what really sparked my interest watching people of all ages and all ethnicities die and and live their last days kind of like what you guys were talking about last week when you see that end it, it highlights some things for you for sure for sure um it's crazy man i'm gonna jump i'm gonna jump over here in these comments man my, my mom <laughs> <laughs> my mom definitely is watching she she loved uh -huh. her baby she said she's having a senior moment man so she don't oh, remember I see it. yeah i see it now yeah. she said um <laughs> she thinks that she works with she worked with your mom but I, I swear man we've been when i tell you it had to be around five that we've known each other and um so i'm just grateful the fact that two two brothers man can stay in contact though we live far pl please tell the people where you live so i'm out in north carolina i'm in midland north carolina where none of y'all will ever find the people who live out here don't really know where I live. They'd be like, where's that? So it's in the Charlotte area, but you know, I'm, I, you ain't gonna find it. Charlotte is it? It's like 10 minutes, but you still ain't gonna find it. Okay. Well, one yeah. day, one day yeah, we'll yeah. get the family together. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I'm a, you can find it. I give you directions. But right, right, right. Most Listen, folks, 
We got, uh, if you're just tuning in, we have Dr. Eric Petty, uh, man, a childhood friend. And when I say childhood, I say we go way back. We were like five years old uh, in the same daycare. So I really appreciate him joining me today. I'm super proud of this man. He's, um, I watched him from afar. I've supported him. He supported me. And I just appreciate the camaraderie that we have for one another. There are three things that we're going to have today. And again, if you're just tuning in, just know that the Brothers Brunch, this is a offset of that. This is food for thought. And there are lots of ingredients, but cuisine, culture, and connection. And this is all about the expansion of one's palate, not just from a culinary standpoint, but really about life experiences and really exposing men to things that they normally wouldn't be exposed to. So you're going to get some education. You're going to get some laughter. You're going to get some jokes. Uh, but for the most part, this is about what you need. Might, might not be about what you want. So um, three things tonight, health and wealth plant-based diets and men and all the meals that we love. So we're going to try to dig into all of those. And so if you don't walk away with anything else, you'll walk away with one of the three of those things. I have uh, a few questions for you, good brother. Right. First question I have is there's a quote out there by Josh Billings. Health is like money. We never have a true idea of its value until we lost it. Your thoughts on it. That's that's a that's a real that's a real statement right there, uh, because and I wouldn't say it's it's like money uh, because money is really easy to lose and make. It's really easy to kind of go up and down. Health is a little bit more of a one way street. Um, it's, it's a little bit hard to turn around if you go too far. Uh, so, you know, you don't health, I guess if you put it into like a bankruptcy, uh, you put it in an analogy like that. Once you go uh, bankrupt on your health, you're dead. You know, it's no it's no coming back from that. You go bankrupt with money. You can come back. So I think we should take the health even more uh, serious. And and we have to, uh, you, you know, we just have to look at it as the top priority because you can have you can have uh, health and make as much money as you want you can have a whole bunch of money if you don't have your health it, it doesn't mean anything okay that's a good point um listen man i i hear you when you say all of these things but i feel like many of us know what's healthy and what's unhealthy uh mm -hmm. but they're vices and with these vices yeah. it's kind of hard to shake vices and and most times when we're talking about vices it may not have anything to do with the food that we're putting necessarily in our um in our bodies it might mm -hmm. be smoking it might be drinking mm -hmm. it might be going certain places um but there are vices there are things that kind of grab hold to us that we can't necessarily shape and to be honest with you while we may not talk about it food happens to be one of them when we talk about relationship uh -huh. with food that's uh -huh. a that's an intimate relationship good brother that's something that like most I times you. you might see me out but when i'm home bruh like i do the happy dance like there's certain <laughs> foods that just put me in my bag. And I know. I'm coming to the table today primarily merely because I I do feel convicted, right? I do listen to you. Um, some things go on one ear out the other. Some things I'm mm -hmm. like, ugh, I still got a little time, or maybe not, I'm 41. Yeah. You know, so like I wanted to just throw one one other thing out there. Many of us, you know, we know what unhealthy and what has little to no nutritional value, right? Uh-huh. But if you could put your finger on it, what would you say is the number one reason we continue to ignore the facts? Like let's let's keep it honest, Doc. Like so we get I, we I, have the information. <laughs> well I, and here's the thing. I don't think we have the information. I, I think I think 
people believe they have the information. So, you know, and, and first I want to say, I'm I'm not, I don't want to come off holier than now because, you know, four years ago, I was the dude that ate a steak every Sunday and me and my, my family and I, we had pizza every Saturday. Nice. And I, you That'd know, I was us. hardcore. Like, it was like, man, you you crazy. You know, and so I'm, I'm not trying to come off like I wasn't there, but I think what happens is, is you have to find something that's more important. You have to find that thing that says that that uh, that tells you like this is more important than me getting that steak every Sunday, or this is more important than me having that pizza every Saturday. And you, you have to understand your body and understand like how detrimental that might be for you. It's not everybody's. So I don't think this. I, I try to shy away from universal rules because there's some people out there who can eat the steak every Sunday. Um, you know, anybody who's been watching The Last Dance and you look at Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was eating the steak and potatoes before every game. And he was going out there and dominating. So it's it, you have to just know who you are, know what your gifts are. And some people have that gift of metabolism and taking stuff in and some people don't. And then you got to look at, OK, where am I trying to go with my life and what is this food doing to me? Um, so, you know, when we say we know what, like I used to do baked chicken and think I was good with it. Then I come to find out that baked chicken was exactly what was making my cholesterol go up. Don't do that. So it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you might think you think you might think, you know, what's healthy, but sometimes we might not actually know what's healthy for our body because it's not about the food. It's about you. So when we talk about this relationship, sometimes people put too much focus on the food. When the focus is on you, because like you can know a whole, you can be an expert about food, but are you an expert about how that food affects you? And I think that's where we sometimes miss the ball. Um, like eggs was like four years ago, I was so confused on eggs. Um, I, 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 you know, I had a professor that told me, no, you can't eat eggs if you got high cholesterol. Then I watched some doctor say, oh, eggs are the best thing in the world. You can eat them all the time. Then it was egg whites. Brother, and it's like talk I'm, about eggs then. Let's talk about eggs. But, but here's the thing. You get so focused on the egg and what all the experts say about the egg. It's really about you. You forget about you. Yeah. And and in this relationship, this is not an equal relationship. It's not like a husband and wife relationship. Right. It's it's you like really big and then the food really small. And the thing you need to figure out is what does my body think about this food? Not what does this expert think about this food? Not what does America tell me this food is and what it's for. How does my body respond to this food? And if you can peel back that curtain and find out, like I did, that if I eat one egg, my cholesterol shoots through the sky. Okay, and so it doesn't, that, it, it doesn't so that, matter to, what they say. I have huh? to stop you there. And this this is crazy because last week we met with one of my homegirls, Sherry, for whom, if you can't tell, bro, I like I super admire her, right? Like she's yeah, like yeah. She's like, you I, I watched, oh my I gosh, she's the sister of all sisters, man. And she, she keeps it 100 and she's one of the few people, you know, people like the, you know, people, parents will tell you anything and they, they constantly yeah. pour into you and they want to validate you and all that good stuff. She's always told me the truth. Right. And mm -hmm. so like the, the common theme that I'm, um, I'm, I'm seeing here is that a lot of this stuff is intrinsic and, uh, it's a lot of work that we have to do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't want to gloss over that. I want to take some time to really talk about, um, like, I hear you. I hear you. I hear mm -hmm. you loud and clear. Um, listen, I'm educated. I get it. Um, mm -hmm. I've read about it. But 
to be honest with you, where does like how do you start with that work? Like I hear you when you say cholesterol. Mm -hmm. How in the heck am I going to just a regular person? How am I tapped into my cholesterol and what that looks like? What are some of the things that are practical that we can do, particularly as black men? And we're going to get into that mm -hmm. um, in terms of taking care of ourselves, because like we can't do better if we don't necessarily know better. And sometimes real talk, we don't really want to know better. And I say we don't really want to know better because th there's research out there that states that black men at alarming rates don't go and get checked out and we don't go yeah. to the doctor yeah. um, like our counterparts. And so, uh, you know, going to the doctor, getting a simple blood test and getting your cholesterol checked is one way. But I would I would make it even more simple because I, I, I believe, you know, I'm not a big fan of primary care physicians. I, I believe a lot of them are pushing me in a direction that I don't want to go. So there's small things that you can tell. I, I think one of the most genius things I've seen about food was Dave Chappelle on the day on the Chappelle show years ago when he did the skit about uh, the rib sleep aid. He the did, rib he sleep did aid. it was a sleep after after this is over. Go look at it. He did a whole skit, a long skit where it was like I forget what it was like. You couldn't go to sleep. Sleeping pills weren't working. And then he had this big thing of ribs. And basically he was saying, I'll eat these ribs and that's going to put me to sleep. And what I used to do years There's ago, truth I, in that. it is truth in that. I, I used to cook three, four slabs of rib for my whole family on July 4th, along with burgers and chicken and all the stuff that we eat at cookouts. And everybody was laid out on my sofa. Some people were comfortable enough to unbutton their pants. Some people were just like, I don't want to do anything. And it's so much truth in if you really pay attention to your body after you eat certain foods, you'll know exactly what they do to you. So if you eat a slab of ribs or even you just eat four ribs, go go try to run around the block after that or go try to write a presentation or, you know, write a business plan or write a book and see how far you get um, with me and with most Americans in general, but especially the black and brown and even the Asian Americans. Go drink a whole bunch of dairy milk and see how much rumbling <laughs> your stomach does and and how your gas is. And so that you there's all these clues that if we eat something or we consume something that we can look and say, OK, what did it do to my body? What did it do to my performance? And if we stay in tune with that and we walk away from the things that lower our performance, then we're good. But a lot of times we just don't want to pay attention to that. We want to kind of be consumed in the actual process of eating rather than, okay, what is this doing for me? How, how is this tool, which is my food, uh, kind of helping me with whatever my purpose for my day is? Wow. Um, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Uh, what I will say is, no, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm convinced as well. I, I just don't, I think we ignore it. I think that we, we have this, it's the same way that we, we lean into diets, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we, we basically say, yo, I'll start on Monday <laughs> or yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do this another day. And unfortunately, and I see a lot of your posts, you'll post some of the heavy hitters out there that are losing their lives um, yeah. early. And uh, I don't think we really think about it until it comes close to home. And that's just my thought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, a, it's another piece where they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Right. So I've rephrased uh -huh. it for you. And I say the way to protect a man's heart is through his stomach. So mm -hmm. tell us 
what foods are good for the heart? Because when we when we start to unpack this this notion of eating meat, um, a lot of the information that you put out there is how meat isn't necessarily uh, good for your heart. So I want to I want you to just take the platform to really educate us, particularly in men of color, uh, on what the, what is doing to our bodies. Because I think some people may hear it, some people might go on one ear or the other. But I think you know we we need to be around for our look. We had the legacy conversation. Like Sherry mm -hmm. took us a, like blew us away. Where the the comments I've had is like, look, we need to do a part two. We talk about that, but unfortunately, that's more prevalent now than ever because. Mm -hmm. We're not really lasting. We're not. We're not staying alive long, as long as we can. And a lot of it, it's due to heart disease. So I just want you to bring up yeah. some of that. So, and, and to highlight this, and and, and this is where I, I want people to understand. Like Andre Garrell just died at fifty nine with congestive heart failure. John Singleton just died from a stroke at age fifty two. These are rich black men, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. You just have to understand this information. So the, the beauty of the heart is it's very, very simple. Um, you know, we're, there's only two places that you get cholesterol from. It's produced by your liver and it comes from animal products, period, end of story. Uh, so the only way you can get your cholesterol down is to either cut your liver out so it doesn't produce any or to stop eating animal products, you know, on a high level. And I, I think that the choice is obvious between that, between those two. The, the thing we have to understand is uh, Lipitor is the number one selling drug of all time for a reason. Everybody Lipitor. has high cholesterol. Lipitor, it's a, it's a statin, it's to lower your cholesterol. It's the number one drug of all uh, uh, selling drug of all time. And it's going to stay that way because if we don't stop eating those animal products, we're gonna continue to have high cholesterol. Cholesterol builds what we call uh, atherosclerotic plaque in your arteries. And that's what's going to clog up arteries and lead to heart attacks, blood clots that might end up being uh, a stroke. You know, that's all a stroke is, is you get a clot in your brain. You can get a clot in your lungs. I think Serena Williams uh, a while back had a clot in her lungs. That's a pulmonary embolism. You can get a clot anywhere because your vessels are shrinking. I, I always tell people it's like we're supposed to have milk straight milkshake uh, straws as vessels. But once you have so much cholesterol and atherosclerosis, we have coffee-sized straw vessels. And that's from eating animal products. That's the only way that you can build up your cholesterol and therefore build up your atherosclerosis or the atherosclerotic plaque. And it's almost as cut and dry as that. And I know people don't want to walk away from their meat. They don't want to walk away from their animal products. But I've been doing this for four years and, you know, you probably have seen some of the posts. I'm making cheesesteaks, I'm making pizzas, I'm making strombolis and calzones. And I'm and I'm making it where when people who don't eat a plant based or a vegan diet come over, they're like, man, that was good. And they don't really know the difference. So it's like, OK, I know you don't want to give up this stuff. But what if I told you you could give it up and still enjoy that same taste? OK, so what if you told me? you could give it up and still enjoy the same taste. Why don't we, we make this transition now and talk to us about what are some of the substitutes? So, uh, you know, and and uh, I, that's what I did in that book right there, that thou shalt eat your way out, is I put a lot of those substitutes in there. So you got Gardein, if anybody shops at Target or even, you know, I, we're in different markets. So I, we got Harris Teeter out here. I don't know what it is up there, Acme or- We have it at Acme. Yeah, so you got Gardein meats, 
Um, it's good. Those, those are awesome. Beyond Meat is awesome. Um, if you want to just get your burgers and stuff like that, um, we do Daiya Cheese, uh, D-A-I-Y-A. But there's some other substitute cheeses that are pretty decent. I like Daiya for pizzas and stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people will try this stuff for the first time. They may not cook it right. Or if you just got finished with a Domino's pizza and I give you a slice of my pizza, maybe you're like, ah, that's not real pizza. But give yourself a week, cleanse your palate a little bit, eat it two or three times. And now I look forward to all of those meals. I'm not telling you, you can walk right out of McDonald's or Burger King and switch over to a Beyond Meat burger, even though it's close. Very but close. I, am say I am saying that like, Man, if you want to live, you know, uh, I don't I don't know what else to tell people. Heart disease has been the number one killer for like 90 years now. And it's it's coming for us. And Listen, if you brother, you are um, probably the most unapologetic when it comes to your post. Uh, I mean, it could be something that shakes the nation and you'll do your research and you'll repost and you'll you'll state the obvious and say, yes. And his brother died from heart disease. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's the least thing anyone expects uh but it always gets my attention i'll be honest with you uh and the thing is is i know that things need to change uh man listen so when it comes to just so many questions i have for you because mm -hmm. i feel like there are alternatives right but if you mm -hmm. decide to eat meat like what are some of the best meats to eat i don't even i want you to hold on to that i want you to think okay, about all right, that. All right, all right. um but the, the next question I have is, uh, how has this affected your family, man? And how and how they eat? Like, for me, you have a family, what, of five or four? Yeah, five, five. Five, okay. Kids, so yeah. how many, you have three kids. Oh, three kids, yeah. What are their ages? Boy, girl? 12, 12, 10, 8, boy, girl, boy. Boy, girl, boy. Okay, you've been married for how long? 14. Okay. Been together for 25, been married for 14. Nice. So you met yeah. your wife. In, in high school, North, Northeast, Northeast high, school. high school. Let's yeah, go. Man. Yes, we were on the uh, the homecoming court together. I believe. Yeah, man. Yep. She I won. Lost. I lost. <laughs> so she won. All right, I want to talk I about didn't. it. <laughs> I think. Uh, let's just move on. Um, I get triggered. But listen, how? Yeah, hey, we, hey, we lost together, good brother. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but hey, we made it. And and at yeah. that point, it wasn't a lot of us. At the nah, school, uh -huh, uh -huh. and and there was only five of us on that stage, so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'll take it. Uh, so how has this affected the family? Because I, I would imagine that look, you're staunching your approach, and and this is something that you you believe in. You get it. You have the fact. You have the knowledge. You have the research. But getting your family to buy in, particularly when their habits have already been there, how do you do that? Tell me the effects of it, and just tell us some of the the tools that you have. Drop some so knowledge. It, it, it truthfully wasn't that hard because Quinn was the one. You know, okay. my wife was the one that that was really pushing this. It wasn't me. Um, in fact, you know, probably a, about three years before we actually made the transition, we've been going for about four years. Well, it'd be four years since Thanksgiving. About three years before that, she was the one trying to push us over to a plant base. She even made some meals, and I was like, "Nah, give me my steak. Put my steak on the plate." Like, you know, well, not that, not like that, because I was yeah. cooking my own steak. But still, like, I'm like, I'm not trying to hear that. I like that's just not. But you know what? I, I, I really didn't get it. You know, it took me to, to go in and see my cholesterol at 380. And so, you know, and, and that's where the healthcare piece comes in. No, we got to stop, stop there. So what does okay. that mean? And, and, and the reason why I say that is because um, 
believe it or not, some of us don't know what 380 means, like relative okay. to what? So can you so educate us on that? A normal cholesterol level is about 200. They will, I think when you go, they'll tell you they want you between 180 and 200 is normal. Okay. Pretty much as you go up from there, they're going to put you on, like I told you, a statin, Lipitor, or some version of a statin. Because once your cholesterol is reading that high, it's putting you at a higher risk for heart disease. Because that means those arteries and those vessels are starting to clog up. And as they clog up, you're at risk for stroke, heart attack, you know, pulmonary embolism, et cetera. Um, so at 380, I was almost double. You know, in, in essence, it's like you need to be on. And I was I was like that when I was once upon a time a, a personal trainer. Um, and I had no body fat. I, I went to South Beach with no shirts. Like I, I just didn't even pack shirts. And I was 350 back then. And I was under the belief like, okay, I, I was so uh, prideful, I guess, that I was under the I'm belief sorry, you that said you were 350. No, my cholesterol was 350. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. My cholesterol, was, I was like 200. <laughs> I was, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go with no shirts. No shirts. Your brother. I was, I was 200. <laughs> no, nobody fat, and I was just like, you know, this is how God made me. He meant for me to have this high cholesterol. I was so prideful that I was just like, I'm good. You know, I, it's no way in the world you can say that I'm unhealthy. Because there is some school of thought out there that, okay, my cholesterol is high for a reason. That's how God made me. Um, but, you know, the, the medical community and a lot of the heart disease information will tell you, you need to get that down. But here I am eating baked chicken, tuna and protein drinks and, and just like totally healthy diet, so to speak. And that's why I say we don't know what's healthy for us. And my cholesterol is still way beyond what it's supposed to be. Um, so like when, when it comes to my family getting into this, it was easy because my wife was pushing it and then my kids don't know any better. You know, my oldest, who's 12, he had eight years to have a few burgers. When we go to Philly, we get a cheesesteak. He knows that stuff. But like my 10 year old, she didn't like meat anyway. She only likes bread. And then my eight year old, he's been doing this half his life now. So he don't even remember burgers or anything like that. So, you know, those two are easy. My oldest, once I made him like a Beyond Meat burger with bacon on it and I made some chicken cheesesteaks and made cheesesteaks at home, he's like, okay, I'm good. He only did it for a little while. So the family transition has been easy, but you're right. It needs to happen with everybody in your household. Because I have a buddy, um, you know, you know, uh, Kwaku, I know year, a year or two ago we were trying to do it. He used to tell me like, man, I'm trying to do it, but they over there, you know, eating hot dogs or they over there doing this and it's like listen, how can you sit there and your, your family's doing something different listen listen good brother i'm sweating think about it all right <laughs> listen <laughs> listen good brother like, my, my wife is uh she does not eat pork she does not eat beef uh, um and i believe she yeah she only eats pretty much shrimp i mean well seafood rather and mm. some turkey pro some turkey products um mm. She's the most conditioned. I mean, she just hasn't, it's not been in her diet and she's not going back. So on uh -huh. a given day, if she's make, she'll make me some uh, some pork bacon, which I feel like is like, I mean, it just makes everything taste so much better. Amen. Um, I used to yeah. love bacon. Oh, won't you do it? Uh, listen, um, but so, <laughs> so that that pork bacon and then she, she eats her turkey bacon. And so I'm realizing that, okay, I'm weaning off the pork because now we get meat, uh, we get the packs from from Philly, where mm -hmm. you know, the way they cut that turkey bacon is a little different. It gives me the it gives me some pork esque, right? Yeah. Uh, just trying to walk away from it. 
um, it's jarring to me, right? It's jarring mm -hmm. to me because I, I've done it before. I've tried to just do nothing but um, seafood. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're. Mm -hmm. gonna, I know, I know you got an answer for that, but um, we're gonna talk about it. But I wanna, uh, I wanna talk about your diet, right? And okay. I wanna talk about the fact that plant based. And let's let's start with, uh -huh. you know, is this more or less expensive? <laughs> because so, for me, it comes down to dollars and cents. And 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 I, I'm I'm gonna give you the short answer, and then I'll expand on it. It's not more expensive. Okay. And and so and and here's where we got to talk about plant based versus vegan. Uh, you know, yes. we we would like to be completely plant based. Here's the way I I differentiate the two, and I think some people will will disagree with this. I consider plant based describing what I eat, meaning that everything I eat came from a plant. I consider vegan to be that I don't eat anything that comes from an animal. So, for instance, I can eat an Oreo, which there's nothing in it that comes from an animal if I'm following a vegan diet. Okay. But that Oreo is not completely from a plant. You know, there might be some artificial things in there. Like we stay away from high fructose corn syrup. Um, we stay away from all those big names on the, on the back of packages. But sometimes we will have that stuff. So I would fall more into the vegan, but we are definitely striving to be fully plant-based, meaning that everything I eat is fully from a plant. Um, but uh, to answer your question, it's not more expensive and people think it's more expensive because you'll go and you'll see the prices and you'll say, this is more expensive. But what you have to take into account is you're likely to eat less. You're likely to, so when you go on a vegan or a plant-based diet, the chances of you going out to eat as often is going to tremendously drop because there's just not as many options. The chances of you getting fast food is gonna is gonna go way down. You're not gonna spend money on fast food. Also, what you have to understand is that when you eat whole foods, when you eat plants, and you know, if I'm eating vegetables or things that are vegetable based, even my Beyond Meat burger is made of pea protein. That stuff is always going to satisfy me more than you know some of the empty calories that you spoke of earlier. So you tend to overeat consume more and therefore have to buy more when you're on a less healthy diet whereas i can get through the day with less calories and kind of fill myself up so when you it, you know in the short term like if i'm a guy who has five dollars and i want to go out and find something to eat yes i'm probably going to struggle trying to go on a plant-based or a vegan a vegan route but on the long term, if you're a grown man and you're buying groceries and, and you guys are going and you're kind of planning around it, you're not going to spend more money. OK, so you mentioned something and I'm not really sure I'm familiar with the term and I want to make sure my viewers are getting educated. You said uh -huh. peat or pea per protein? Pea, pea protein, like peas, like green peas. Got it. Got it. Got it. OK, yeah. so that's pea protein. Just vegetables, yeah. Vegetables. And, and that's what, so like my protein shakes now, and that's what is. The, the base is usually a pea protein and you can. So what people have to understand is, and, and this goes into another subject of protein, protein actually comes from plants. And you can watch like Game Changers, um, Forks Over Knives, uh, What the Health. And they explain a lot of this stuff in more depth than we have time for tonight. But protein comes from plants. And, you know, so when I when I uh, am doing a protein shake, a burger, even a lot of that Gardein stuff, that stuff, most of that stuff is coming from pea protein. Some of it's coming from soy, but I really try to reduce how much soy we take in. I always want to make sure it's non-GMO soy. So you can get everything you need on a vegan or a plant-based diet 
Whereas, you know, most of the contenders will say, oh, well, you're not going to get enough protein. And my, my argument always is I've been in healthcare for 15 years. I've not seen one person die from a lack of protein, not one. But I, I can guarantee you every single week I will have at least a handful of people who are dying from heart disease, which is caused Doc, by animal products. Doc, I hear you, but you're dropping, you're dropping some gems, but you also are making us scratch our head because oftentimes we're thinking of protein, we're definitely not thinking of peas. Uh, And that's the one thing that people say. And, you know, if you're Googling it, um, they say in terms of one of the benefits for meat is protein. So, you know, and and this is coming from bodybuilders and people that are like health professionals who always lead to meat, but just the the better meats for you. Um, And they always talk about protein, like all roads to protein. This is the first time that I've heard somebody talk about pee. Right. All right. Or so talk to me when this is over. I want you to watch Game Changers. And I, b- before that, I want to ask you, who's the most famous or successful bodybuilder of all time? If you just had the, like a name that you actually know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. So when you watch Game Changers and you find out that Arnold Schwarzenegger eats a plant based diet, then you tell me, you know, see, here, here's the thing. It's food is just an industry. Meat is an industry. All of those things are industries and it's to their benefit to make sure that you don't know everything, you know, because I can I can make a lot of money off of a cow. I can milk it and then eventually I can slaughter it and sell you the meat, sell you the the leather for the coats. I can do all that stuff with a cow. But once you understand that all a cow eats is grass, Hmm. it's like, okay, well, like if you get your nutrients from what you eat and the cow only eats grass, then where do you think the protein in that cow comes from? It comes from the grass. It comes from the plants that it eats. A cow doesn't eat other meat. And and then, you know, and, and they make a lot of these points in these documentaries. So I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, but I've done my own research. You know, the strongest animal there is almost is, is like gorillas and apes. They don't eat no meat. All right, so what's the name of this documentary? Uh, Game Changers is one of the more recent ones, and you can get that on Netflix. Um, and then What the Health, I think a lot of people, that one seemed like it got a bigger buzz. That's out yeah. there. And then Forks Over Knives is actually what made us transition or made me transition. I think my wife was already ready. She sat me down, had me watch that, and that that kind of got us moving in the right direction. But it's it's so much research out there that you're not going to get unless you're looking for it because this meat industry does not want us to understand this or overstand this in that way because they know it's going to hit them in their pockets the pharmaceutical industry definitely doesn't want you to understand this because that lipitor is like you know uh, crack yeah you know you might as well they might as well be on the corner in, in, the, in the 90s or 80s or whatever like that right, they, they don't want you to understand that they need your cholesterol high because that's going to keep you on that Lipitor that's going to keep you on that road that they want you on especially us Doc you got to answer my mama she going to have questions so you got to answer all right, all right. Uh, yeah yeah what are my lima beans okay yeah so lima beans come from a plant I, in my in my opinion anything that comes from a plant comes directly and, and I, this is hard to say when, when something comes directly from God, I think it's always going to be okay. And I, I think that's it, brother. I need you to say it flat footed and say it with your chest. Well, what, the reason why I say it's hard to say, because, you know, God made animals too. 
but we got to ask ourselves why did he make those animals mm -hmm. and so somebody would say well if he made a cow he made a cow why can't i eat the cow i don't think he i think when he gave us dominion over these animals i don't think he meant like okay raise them slaughter them you know what you i don't know how many people know this but a cow is impregnated every three months just for the sake of making us more milk and more steak every three months imagine if you tried to do that to a woman i mean mm. you know we would say that was inhumane but a cow is impregnated every three months um uh, chickens they don't even they take all of the male chickens all the boy chickens and put them in a garbage bag and kill them they only keep the female chickens because that's where all the breast meat come from and those female chickens are capable of making more chickens wow so that when 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 God said he gives us dominion over all of these things, I think when you have dominion over something, it's like me having dominion over my kids. I'm supposed to look out for their well-being. And this is not why I went plant-based. This is not why I went vegan, but this is something that I'm, I'm seeing on my journey is that, man, we are, we're doing some crazy stuff. Like to these animals, like they don't have no feelings. Like I, no, I, I don't, I know a cow can't talk to us, but I know a cow doesn't want to be impregnated every three months. Hmm. And and we're doing that simply so we can have a steak or we can have more dairy and, and, and simply so we can make more money and we can drive this industry that sells us meat, dairy. And then after we get finished eating all our meat and dairy, they sell us some pills to kind of fix the problem or manage <laughs> the problem. Wow. You went there with a straight face. OK, cool. You serious <laughs> about this? Um, hey, I'm dead serious. Increased metabolism. One can argue that that is a benefit to eating meat. And again, I'm not arguing with anything that you're saying, right? But increase mm -hmm. metabolism. What other ways are are there to increase your metabolism? I just need to educate so, folks. So, so the best way to increase your metabolism is exercise. You know, all metabolism means is I'm I'm using. We talking the about exercise. That I put exercise, bro. We talking about yeah, exercise. Not a game, <laughs> but exercise. Yeah. So that's that's how you increase your metabolism. So I, I hear what you're saying. You know, uh, protein does draw energy out it you know it does cost you energy to process your protein so some people will say okay when i eat a piece of meat i'm going to burn about 30 percent of those calories because of what it takes from my body to process protein it requires energy but you have to look at the short-term effects and the long-term effects and you have to differentiate animal protein from pea protein or soy-based protein and know that it's still the same thing. You don't have to get that protein from the meat, but when you get the protein from the meat, you might be looking at the short-term effects of my, my metabolism increases, but are you looking at the long-term effect of what is happening in my arteries and what's gonna happen when I'm 67? You know, and, and, and we're talking about black men, what's gonna happen at 67 is you're going to have something. You know, because generally black men are only getting 67 healthy years and then we die at 72. That's the average life expectancy for us. So you, you have to be thinking on that level and then you got to think of all the things that comes with that. If I'm if I'm if I'm no longer able to do what I need to do at age 67, what comes with that? You know, what effect does that have on my kids, my grandkids, my community? You know, all of those things. So it. It gets real deep. Like if you want to go into that deep water, it starts getting real deep when you start thinking of the ramifications of I'm just going to put this in my body for this short term effect mm -hmm. that I might not have fully researched or I might not have looked at all of the alternatives. 
All right, so let's stay on this plant based just for a little bit because I know we have to move on. But um, I mm-hmm. want to talk about the health benefits, and we talked about heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer is running rampant, and I know we're in like a COVID era, but uh-huh. like certain cancers, obesity, uh, mm-hmm. diabetes, and cognitive decline. Um, one could argue that a lot of the things that are affecting our uh, the African American community. And so I really want you to just use this platform to talk briefly about, you know, and again, there's levels to this, right? So not all of us are going to be plant-based, but the benefits in trying to kind of alter our diets just for the sake of some of these uh, comorbidities, if you will. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you pretty much are saying it, the things you have listed there, heart disease, cancer, it's heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and stroke. That's half. That's going to kill half of us. Those four things right there. And I can take all four of those things. And like a professor I used to have, used to, well, not a professor, he's one of my uh, uh, whatever mentors or whatever. He used to always say, take it all the way down to the to the dirt. Understand it down to the dirt. Like, how do these things happen? So that's that's exactly what I do. So when I'm putting this stuff out there, it's not like I just get a stat and I throw it up there. I work these things all the way down to the dirt, the science of where does this stuff come from? So you look at cancer, only five to 10% of cancers are hereditary. So, you know- uh, 5%. Five to 10%. So so God doesn't say, Terman family, you guys are gonna get cancer. He doesn't say, Petty family, you guys are gonna get cancer. He doesn't say that, only five, to, what happens is, is we are born perfect. We don't have no cancer. We don't have no heart disease. We don't have no diabetes. We don't have none of that. Most of us now. Now, some of us, the other sure. five to ten percent is born, and and they have to contend with that. But most of us, ninety to ninety-five percent of us, are born without these issues, and we eat ourselves to these issues, because cancer wow. comes from genetic mutations. Cancer comes from not always food, but a lot of it is food, but it comes from something getting in your body and mutating. Sometimes that's from the outside world. Sometimes that's from the food you put in your bodies. Sometimes it's from the exposure in your neighborhood, the air quality. There's a lot of things that can get it to you. But the most common thing is I put this food in my body. It stays in there and it mutates. It causes a genetic mutation in my body that eventually turns into cancer. Or, you know, we already talked about how it turns into heart disease. And so what I usually caution anybody to say is anytime you put food in your body and it doesn't come out within 48 hours, you need to ask yourself, what is it doing in my body? Because that's not really the role of food. Food is not supposed to be stored in your body. And once I mean, one could argue that no one wants to really know the answer to that, though. I mean, you you should though. I'm a I'm I, and, and I, I don't know if you like. I haven't done toilet game in a while, but I had a whole month of toilet game. Like toilet we game. gotta, we have to be on our toilet game. Toilet game meaning that I need to know how often I go to the bathroom. If I'm going less than three times a week, I got a problem. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and if I'm, if, I'm just saying. But but so if I go eat Thanksgiving dinner. If I go, if I go to Philly and I, so here's my, here's my Philly routine or it used to be my Philly routine. I go eat Thanksgiving on Thursday. I'm getting a cheesesteak on Friday. I'm getting a turkey hoagie on Saturday. Mm, and, then I'm like eating le- and then I'm eating leftovers when I come home on Sunday. If I don't have large, large bowel movements within that time, something's wrong. And, you know, five to 10 years ago, I didn't. What would happen is my belly was just getting oh. bigger. Yeah. 
Sunday, I'm coming home and I, you know, I got to wear sweatpants. My belly's getting bigger. So what I have to ask myself is I ate all that food, but all of it didn't come out. So what's it doing in there? And what it's doing in there is it's creating those things that you just listed. It's, cre it's generating cancers. It's creating heart disease. And what happens is most of us are doing that chronically. We're doing that over and over and over again. And that's why you see most Americans walking around with big bellies. Because we got food just sitting in there that just can't get out. It's like a backlog of food. Wow. Um, man, so I don't even know where to go after this. Like, I think, <laughs> I think, I mean, it's explosive in the sense that it's a lot of, it's information overload. Um, it's, it's conviction. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is is where most people make change is where they're, yeah. they're convicted. Uh, but it takes a while for them to get convicted. Um, probably going to still eat dinner tonight and I'm going to I can't wait to tear it up. Right. But yeah, the yeah. thing I will say is um, I do want to change. Right. I want to change my, mm -hmm. my lifestyle. I want to change my behaviors. I want to change what I put in my body. And so I want to I want to talk about like, um, I mean, certain people, man, genetically, they can eat all of the things we're saying are, are mm -hmm. bad and still mm -hmm. look great. Like they just wake yep. up with this. Right. Um, yep. And then there are certain people. So I want to talk about the, the 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 effects that this has on your body. So if I'm not a guy that's going to go to the gym, now I go to the gym. 5 30 every morning right uh -huh. when they were open um but what i will say is if i decided not to go to the gym ever and i decided to really make this change can we talk about the effects from a weight loss standpoint um mm -hmm. maybe use your your journey personally what mm -hmm. does it do to your body in terms of like just changing this one thing in terms of what you put in your body so yeah when i first so basically my uh my floor became my ceiling in, in regards to weight. When I first went plant-based, all the people who saw me every day was like, whoa, what is happening to your neck? Like they, they kept saying my neck was shrinking. You know, so my I used to walk around- It's how, how, how much did you weigh? 270. And and that's that's an estimate because- What are you weighing? I gotta, right now, right this moment with COVID going on, I'm probably like 230-ish, okay. 228, 230. But so my my ceiling was I'm saying 270, but I never got on a scale after 265. I was hmm. like, no, nah, I don't want to I don't want to see what's going on. And I know I gained weight after that. But my my range was like 235 to 270. Now my range is typically about 215 to 235. So I made that I made that floor my new ceiling. And with COVID, it's been a little different because I am a gym guy, too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the chair at the YMCA that I go to. So I was in there six days a week. So that is, you know, I'm riding the bike and doing all that stuff. But you can expect that when you start eating a plant based diet, things are just going to come through you a lot faster. And that's where I get into the toilet game conversation. Um, uh, you know, I, I always try to talk about like garbage disposals. Like if I put a whole bunch of meat and bread and milk in my garbage disposal, it really has to work to do that. But if I put a whole bunch of vegetables in there, it just runs through it real quick. That's Your good. body does something very similar. As you start putting plant-based items in there, it's going to flow through you and the weight will fall off uh, very fast. And that's with or without exercise. You know, most people are losing weight. As you watch some of those uh, documentaries, especially like Game Changers, they'll show you the transformations. But to me, that is the, that's like the low-hanging fruit. Um, when you see people's cholesterol drop significantly, when you see, uh, you know, people get off of their insulin, 
it's like, man, you telling me that I can, you know, so now I was one of those people. I was on Crestor, which is, you know, basically like Lipitor. Um, I got off of that easy. You know, like as soon as I went plant-based, my, my cholesterol just plummeted to the floor. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you got the low-hanging fruit of, okay, I'm going to slim down. My waistline's going to be better. But then you got the real deep stuff. This is, I might live longer because all of these other markers are down. Wow. So, um, and you'll see some comments pop on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, so I, I guess one of the questions I have for you before we transition into, I want to hear more about your books, is mm-hmm. um, this whole notion of detox, right? I know some mm-hmm. people who will detox and then they'll clean those, their systems out and um, then they'll eventually go right back to eating the way that they were eating. So I just want to get mm-hmm. your perspective on detox and um is there a good or healthy way of doing that uh you know what what are your what is your perception of detoxing period see see, i I think i think you have to be toxic in order to detox Hmm. um and and you know i'm not in i'm not interested in, in being toxic i'm not interested in leading myself down that path so i have to detox uh anymore so like even from the beginning we didn't do any like real detox so the way it worked out for us is we came back from thanksgiving on a sunday and was like this is it you know monday we're doing turkey and the the trend yeah the transition to plant-based was my detox you know those first couple weeks it's gonna all start coming out of you that is your detox because that's what plants are here for it's they're here to give you the fuel, be used as a tool for your body, and then get out. That That's the biggest key I think people have to understand is food is not supposed to stay in your body. It's supposed to go in your mouth, give you the fuel to do what you want to do. You know, go play basketball, you know, do a, do a video, write a book or whatever. And then it's supposed to get out of your body. And that's what plant-based did for us. So I don't need a detox. That is an automatic detox. Um, so, I mean, that, that's my overall feel on that, but I, you know, I'm sure there's some, some evidence out there that says, you know, in this, we've done like juice cleanses and stuff like that in the past, but I I really am not interested in that stuff, uh, in the recent. Uh, Random thought, does eating meat affect you at all? Um, your dental, your, anything like your mouth, your that's a good question and I do not know the answer. I'm thinking about it just because uh <laughs> just I, a name popped up on the screen, uh one of my homegirls who works at my my the dentist's office and I'm just thinking yeah. I would imagine that it would have some effect just because of um what happens when you eat more meat and what gets kind of like um stuck in your mouth and hold on, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. You are an author, right? And you no. are uh you've published did you self-publish yes and you so we got two books so talk tell me more about it so started a publishing company kqq publishing uh named wait, after wait, my wait, kid wait, wait 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 you started your own publishing company yeah yeah so you do know i have a book that's uh that i'm just getting ready to go through amazon with go you doing create space uh yes yeah so i mean hey i'm here so i you so so we need to talk i started a yeah, we definitely need to talk. So that's my ultimate goal is to publish for other people. And, you know, because the, the publishing game is a little tricky. So we started a, a publishing bit. company, named it after my kids. 
primarily because it is tricky. Like I'm, I'm one of those own your own publishing guys. You know, I, I I've yeah. been listening to Jay Z all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm own your own publishing. And uh, if I'm correct, like when you do Create Space, when you do some of these other self publishings, if they don't give you that ISBN number, then you don't own it. Um, that international standard book number. But beyond the point, uh, so I got 65 over here. Uh, and that's just a comprehensive kind of guide to aging successfully. Um, that's that's like the big book that has everything in it. Uh, like it I said, I work with a older big book. People. Yeah, so <laughs> and that, so that's the deluxe edition of this. Like 11 by 17? 8 by 11. <laughs> 8 by 11. Yeah. So just... But, but that's the book that's to help everybody with everything. So anything from Medicare to medicine, to food, to uh, caregivers, to moving out of your home. You know, I just talk about everything in there. And it's just the lessons and the wisdom that I've gotten from watching people transition um, that I figure, you know, we need mentors as we get older, because as we get older, there's going to be less and less mentors. Like when I get 70, um, it's probably not going to be a 90 year old like, hey, Eric, you should do this, this and this, because a lot of them aren't lucid and we usually aren't connected. So that book has stuff from, you know, 80 year olds, 90 year olds, excuse me, 100 year olds in there. And then Thou Shalt Eat Your Way Out is the second book. Um, I actually have a chapter in 65 called Thou Shalt Eat Your Way Out. And I just kind of turned it into a full book. And that really talks about my transition to a to a vegan diet. And I put a lot of the foods that helped me get along because there was a lot of foods that I was just like, no, this ain't gonna work for me. Um, so I tried to put all of the foods, kind of give people a shortcut to this is good, that's good. You know, we bake this, we do this. Because I think that if you are someone who is looking forward to that Domino's pizza or that, you know, burger or, or whatever it is, I think if somebody tries to give you some smoked cabbage and carrots, you can be like, nah, bruh. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. But I think if you're looking for that burger or pizza and, you know, like in that book, I got a bacon cheeseburger pizza that's all plant-based. I think if I show you that or if I show you my Beyond Meat burger with cheese dripping and caramelized onions and barbecue sauce, I think I can get some people to try that. And then you can take that journey and you can get to the smoked cabbage and carrots. That's where we need to get. That's where we need to start, brother. We're going to be we're going to rekindle our friendship. Listen, all right, all um, right. how do how do people get access to the book? So I, I got them on 65book.com. That's my my website. So just 65, like the number, but, you know, spell it out. 65book.com. Um, they're everywhere, though. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, probably some other places that I can't think off the top of my head. But most people buy them through Amazon. Cool, 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 cool. So 65book.com. Um, have another question for you. In your research, have you been able to identify what age group is more at risk? Uh, and I have another question um, alongside of that. So more at risk for what? Like For disease? like heart disease, yes. Particularly uh, yes. black men, I really want to know. Uh, just so, give me, throw out whatever you have for me. Yeah, so so, so here's the thing, you know, here's, here's black men. 72 is our life expectancy life expectancy we're going to lose about five to nine years of of that to just not being healthy so somewhere around like 65 61 to 65 is where things start to kind of get bad which sucks because you you haven't even retired yet hence the name of your book yeah i i don't believe in like there's an age group i think it's every single thing you put in your mouth is either moving you forward or moving you Backwards. backwards So I, I, you know, when I was 30, I was moving myself backward. 
Um, if I'm 40 and I'm eating the wrong thing, I'm moving myself backward. Now, when you start talking about when might I have a heart attack, when might I get diagnosed, when might I start to be put on medication, that's when I think it gets really real to people. And that's usually going to be like between the age 40 and 60. You know, I think that's when you know you really, really have a problem when your habits have put you in a position where now you have to depend on medication. Okay, next question. Are women or men living longer? Yeah, and that's there an alarming difference in African-American men and women versus the other ethnic groups. Talk to me about that. So, and I know we're so, the time, so. Yeah, so women, women are always going to live longer. They live longer all around the world. Why? Um, so it, uh, that's a that's a long answer. Um, one does it have anything you know with heart disease? Heart disease is going to kill. Heart disease is the number one killer for women and men. Okay. But the the, the big one of the bigger reasons is uh, estrogen is a, is a little bit better hormone than testosterone in terms of protecting us from disease and helping our immune systems. Um, and you got to know life. with the fact that they put us under a lot of stress. And, and, and so a man's life and a woman's life is two totally different things in most countries. So some of the things, some of that life expectancy is brought down because we got men dying as soldiers early. We got men dying because their testosterone leads them to do reckless things earlier on. So that's going to bring that life expectancy down, whereas women and estrogen uh, take a different path. OK, awesome. Um, I appreciate you today. And what I will say is I'm going to close out with uh, the fact that, you know, you provided us with a lot of information and um, a quick question. Are you ever perceived as being judgmental or or here's a, a better question? How do you curve your opinions around others who are less conscious about what they, they eat? You know, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll frame this in a certain way. Uh, I'd love to have you all at the crib um, mm-hmm. if you were passing through Delaware. Uh-huh. But I'm not sure I'm going to be able to really make sure that you all are uh, are eating well. And uh-huh. are you invited to the cookout? So I, like, talk to me about that, the social so, part of it. So when I go to cookouts, I always bring my own stuff. And, and you know, a lot of times I bring Beyond Meat sausage and burgers and stuff. And I will put people on to it while I'm there. Last cookout nice. we went through, we ate it. And then we had some left over. And I was kind of like, who wants this? And, you know, people grabbing it like, yo, those are good. Right. Right. Um, I, I, so it, the funny part is I had a I had a conversation with my mentor this morning. I was reading Proverbs one and I called him and asked him about some stuff. And all long conversation, half hour later, he was like, yo, you 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 can't conform like you. You are the guy who's going to say stuff that people don't like. And you can't water that down so that they'll like you because you you just have to tell people what they need to hear. Because when you know you're telling people what they need to hear because you love them, which I do, um, then then it's nothing wrong with that. So I don't judge anybody and I'm not going, but I am going to say like, especially when people ask me now, if you're not asking me and you just minding your own business, I'm not going to run up on you like knock your steak out your hand. But right. if you ask me, I'm going to keep it real with you and I'm not going to hold any punches because too many times we're telling people exactly what they want to hear and we enable people. And then when you at that person's funeral, you feel bad. Like I've had dudes die around me this in their 40s, you know, 30s. I don't know if you remember Kyle from high school. I watched him die. Um, you know, I got yeah, a dude that I, I played basketball with. Football, right? Years. Yeah, we played football with football each other. I, I looked up to Kyle and, you know, I, I don't even know how old he was, but I mean, Kyle dying is like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit older than something. I don't know how old he 42, was. 42, 
he would have been 42, 43 for sure. Yeah, but he, he died in what his third young from yeah, it was from, young it was, uh, pancreatitis and you know health related stuff. I had another dude yeah. I played basketball with uh, for ten years pass away recently, and it's like you know, and I was talking to him about meat and, and changing his diet. He was on it for a little while and then he went back off it. So I I don't want to be that guy who knows the information and then I'm at your funeral or I'm mourning your loss. Like I could have told. You know, but I didn't want to because I didn't want to hurt his feelings or I didn't want him to look at me bad. Like, I, you know, the only the only approval I really need is from the man upstairs. So if I say right. it and you don't like it, it's, you know, it's all good. And, and you know, what he was telling me this morning, like, you got to be comfortable with rejection because you're going to be rejected with this man, type of message. Man. And it's all good. Doc, yo, the, the crazy thing is um, I love that. And I think, you know, I, I very purposefully started with the same um, with with these topics because I think that they are important for our community um, and you know sure they may not be the most provocative they may not be the most sexy but I think when it comes to you know a pair list will say anything so I can't say I love you and I care about black men and our progression if I continuously watch us suffer mm-hmm. and most mm-hmm. times suffer in silence it's funny man you said I think you said Proverbs 1 so if, if you were focusing on or meditating on Proverbs one, um, you know, obviously it's like purpose and and yeah. the Solomon, uh, son of David, king of Israel, and the whole nine. So I'm just curious, man. Like, um, not even curious. I, I I think I know the word that you were focusing on, which 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 is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it all it all makes sense in terms of how we all that we've been talking about and just discerning and guidance and mm-hmm. and just making sure that we're like, you know, um, we had that wisdom and that proper instruction. I think it's rather, um, it's not, it's not by accident that you were focusing on that scripture. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, uh, we're going to end because, uh, I'm, as you know, I'm a stickler for time. It's seven thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will end with this final question, which is what are ways we can start having healthier relationships with food? I think this was great. It's great information, but at the end of the day, some folks just don't, uh, know where to start. So, I remember um, there was a question I did not ask earlier was what snacks do you eat? You know, because we all like snacks. Um, So Mm -hmm. why don't you kind of combine the two questions? Like, you know, what are some of the ways that we can start having healthier relationships with food? Because again, like we we talked about before, our relationships with food, bro, are very intimate, believe it or not. We're not Mm -hmm. necessarily, the way we eat in public is not the way we eat privately. So Mm -hmm. we don't want to be you know, public successes and private failures. So talk to us. So, so I'm, I'm going to go a little deep on this answer just because I, I, you know, we're, we're already on the subject. Yep. The, 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 the best way to start is to one, understand that you can do all things through Christ. So one, once I understand that I can do all things and I know I can do this. And then number two, and, and this is where I, where it really got me started is you have to understand whatever God's purpose in your life is. So I personally want to be 120 years old. I read it in Genesis and I just ran with it. That, that he's going to give me 120 years. And I want I'll be to be Enoch out this joint. Yeah. I, so I see, I want to be a blessing to my family. I feel like I the longer I'm around, I want to be a blessing to my community. I want to do all these things. And what you have to understand is if you want to start, you have to say, well, what do I want to do? Because just like the Dave Chappelle skit that I mentioned earlier, if you're eating ribs, if you're eating burgers, believe me, you are not functioning at your highest capacity. You're not able to serve at your fullest capacity. You are not able to fully serve God's full purpose for your life. 
you will, whoever you are and whatever level you're, fo- you're, you're, you're functioning at, you will function at a higher level when you put the things in your body that are meant to be in there. So I think that's how you start. It can, you know, you can, you can make it real like, you know, simple, but that's the deep answer. And I think getting in that book and understanding your purpose and saying, how do I want to leave this earth? And what do I want to do while I'm here is really the start. As for snacks, we got tons of snacks in our pantry. Um, there, you know, I got, I got substitutions for everything. I got substitutions for Doritos. Um, we, we got a place out here called Cineholic, which is basically the rival to Cinnabon. It's okay. gourmet, uh, cinnamon rolls, and they're better because it's like a Cold Stone style. Like you can put your own ice and your own toppings on it. Wow. I mean, those are dope. Um, my wife bakes everything under the sun, which is part of the reason why I'm pushing like 235. COVID got us baking way more Solid. often than we usually do. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a ton of snacks. Um, my, my email is drpetty65 at gmail.com. If anybody, like, if it's anything I can help you with that takes me less than 30 minutes, I will write, like, you tell me what you want to eat, I'll write the substitution. You want Doritos, I'll tell you what exact brand I think will replace that craving. You tell me you want a cinnamon bun, you tell me you want a cookie. I know all the things that you can substitute and it takes time and it takes effort. And some of that journey you want to do on your own but some of that we can just do the uh, shortcut and I can just be like, yo, go to this store, buy this, and there's your craving. Brother, you said Dr. Petty? Dr. Petty 65. So just spell out doctor, spell the word all the way out. Um, Dr. Petty 65 at gmail.com. And I, you know, that's where I take all the questions and stuff like that if people have uh, anything. And, you know, it's, it's a journey, man. I'm, you know, I'm not... I'm not at the end of the journey. We're not perfect. Like we about to, we about to eat. We about to bake something tonight. So it's no, it's not right. like I haven't changed how I eat, and, I, and that's what I'm working on next. How I eat, but by changing what I eat, I don't have to suffer. Like whatever I put in is going to come out, and that that's the biggest take home message I think people have to get. Whatever goes in has to come out, and that's what transitioning to those plant-based and vegan options has done for me. And that's what it's done for a lot of, you know, uh, plant-based and Mediterranean diets. And this is an arguable point. We can stop with this, um, are the only two successful diets of all time, period. Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean is basically plant-based plus seafood, you know, so that's, that's, um, so don't they have a name for that? Isn't that the pescatorian or pantarian? we call it pescatarian. I, I mean, I guess that's more of the fad name for it, but historically it's called a Mediterranean diet because I guess it's what they eat in the Medi- Mediterranean like areas. So but yeah, seafood, vegetables, all that stuff, that has been successful historically and plant-based has been successful historically. And all you got to do is look at Asia and India and uh, sure. you know sure. see their life expectancy and you can see these people live way longer than us. Um, they, they're much less dependent on medications and, you know, generally are living a better life, um, than we are from a health standpoint. Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. So last question of the evening, of course, mom dupes, she going to start it. She going to end it. Never too late to, to exchange. Yeah. Is it? It's never too late. Honestly. Right. I mean, if you're still alive, then that means you have time. So, so you're right. It's never too late because here's the thing. Now, mom is over so, by the way. Yeah, God is so great. He made our body so amazing that we can reverse things as soon as we start going back to what He intended for us to put in our body. 
So that's when you go look at Game Changers, you go look at What the Health, you go look, I want you to look at Game Changers, What the Health, and Forks Over Knives. All three of those do studies with within those documentaries where they, you know, I think one, they do like a whole fire station and they switch them over to a plant-based diet. And we watch their cholesterol levels go way back. We watch their weight go way down because he made us so perfect that all we got to do is get back on the, the path that he wanted us on. And then we start trending back towards that perfection that he made. It's when we're doing things in the wrong way that we are getting disease and we're getting sluggish and we're having all these problems. I believe that he wrote on us in invisible ink what type of fuel we are supposed to have. It's like a car has, you know, premium gasoline only or, you know, unleaded gasoline or diesel gasoline. I believe that he gave us a label on us to say, this is what you're supposed to eat. And we got to figure that out somewhere in our 30s or 40s and then do it. And then our body works perfect. We don't figure it out. The body starts to break down and then we try to blame it on the body. or We try to blame it on God and say, you know, he just made me like this. But no, he made you perfect. You just got to put the perfect fuel in your body in order to reach that perfection. Doc, you are uh, you're amazing, man. You were amazing back in the day and you're amazing today, man. I'm proud to call you a friend, um, although, you know, we. We're we're one plant that needs to be watered, good brother. So we got some work to do to, to kind of yeah. revitalize and kind of keep our um our friendship going. And that's just with any relationship, right? So with any relationship, you gotta water it for it to grow. So um I appreciate you coming onto this this platform. I appreciate your transparency. I appreciate your um your unapologetic nature of uh of giving us this information. Any parting words or thoughts that you want the folks to um leave with before we move on? Hey, one, I just want to say I appreciate you, man. You know, I watch you move and you're inspiring. You know, I, I don't know if I've said this to you, but the game needs you. Like you want to know people like the game needs. So I appreciate all that you're doing. Um, appreciate it. When I when I watch you, it makes me go harder. So I want to say that. And then, you know, for the people out there, I just want to say, listen, you can do all things. I think that's the best thing to leave people with, especially if you're connected to Christ. First Corinthians, let's things. go. Yeah, so so just do it. Give don't, them the, don't, the context. Yeah, don't don't try, don't try to do it. Just do just it. Just do it. it. As simple as that. And if you need help, then just reach out and get that help. And I I'm I'm a no strings attached type of guy. I'm trying to build up my heaven, heavenly IRA right now. Um, so the more I can serve somebody and build up that treasure in heaven, we all good. So the translation is: if you only need thirty minutes or less of my time, I'm not even talking about money. So just hit me up. If you need some help, just hit me up. Um, and, you know, there's more people you can hit up, watch those documentaries. A lot of this journey is good when you take it yourself, but you can do all things. So don't be, you know, waiting like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because I was that guy for way too long. Man, listen, uh, I can't thank you enough uh, for your time, uh, your patience, man. I, I love the journey that you're on. I love the fact that you're leading your family down this this beautiful path, which is um, as we started the show is generational wealth. One can argue. Right. That's that's yep. that wealth that uh, that you'll carry from generation to generation. And of course, you, you got to expect that you will pour into your kids and show them the way. And then at some point you got to let go. And allow them to make their own decisions so we can only hope for the best um in terms of what they decide to do with their journeys in their past man doc i appreciate you again virtual you know round of applause for my boy dr eric uh petty brother for whom i've known since we were at, like five which is you know bananas because i have not known 
well, I can't say that I know a lot of people. I've known a lot of people that long in my life and and been able to maintain uh, some some form of contact. So I really appreciate it. Um, I thank you, brother. I thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome, uh, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you to your family for uh, you know allowing us to have this time with you. I know you guys are busy. You're probably coming straight from work. I think we talked about that. So again, um, Doc, you can reach out to him again if it's thirty minutes or less. He will. Uh, he's not even talking about money, right? So it's Doctor Petty sixty five at gmail dot com, and he wrote two books. Um, the one is sixty five. The other one is uh, never remember the name. It's eat. Thou, thou shalt eat your way out. Thou shalt eat your way out. Um, that can be found on multiple platforms, but for the most part, there is a website. Did you want to give them the website 60. again? Doc? So yeah, 65book.com. And then even if you don't want a book, I got a whole bunch of free stuff up there. Whole bunch of write-ups. You know, if you appreciate this information, I got a whole bunch of information up there for free. If you want to get a book, great. If you don't, you can read forever. And I promise you, you will walk away feeling served. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, bro, we're going to let you go. I really appreciate you, man. Have a great evening. And I thank you you so much for your time. All right, bro. All right. We just had a great, great, great uh, dialogue with Dr. Eric Petty, man. He is phenomenal, dude. Um, he does his thing and he's out here serving and he serves a population that happens to be, you know, in that 65 age uh, range. But he's also seeing some things. He's seeing some um, some ebbs and flows in terms of, you know, how we're aging. And uh, some of the things that we're putting in our bodies. And again, you know, I know it's daunting for a lot of us to be able to kind of really take that first step of doing different. Um, But you can't ever say that you don't know different because the information is out here. Again, thank you for tuning in to Food for Thought. I'm your host, Just Kev, and we out.